Racing Studios. It's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. A lot to play for this season, right? Of course. You know, people want to act like there isn't. You know, you see it a lot. Who's people? The fans, overreactionary. All right, well, yeah, that's natural, but I come in here day in and day out. It's been 10 hours up here every day, and for me, there's a lot left to play for, and I bust my tail year-round for this for six years now, so I'm not really listening to what people say. I don't care if we're 0-8 right now. I'm playing ball because I love to play football. I love my teammates. I love my coaches. I love the University of Oklahoma. It's really that simple. I got a lot of pride like, for this place, so I'm going to go hard every single day and do everything I possibly can to see us win, and, and that's the end of it. I think most people remember that quote from last football season. believe it was in the month of November. Maybe, is that the second most memorable quote from last football season behind what Danny Stutzman said before the OU Texas game? Let's see. Memorable quotes. I think that's... Is it number one? Are you thinking about it number one over no, Stutzman's I'm, quote? I'm trying to think of anything else. I'd put it number two. Um... Yeah, it would have to be a number two, right? Because not only is it coming from somebody who the fan base absolutely loves, who is already an Oklahoma legend for what he's been able to do on the field and then obviously the legacy with the Stoops family, um, but also it, I think it provided such a good insight into you know, fans you know, fans thinking, oh, nothing left, and these guys going, no, like what are you, what are you all talking about? And, and for him to respond with, Who's saying that? Well, the fans. And then him kind of saying, like, yeah, well, that's Who's people? Who's people? Who's people? Well, the fans are saying there's nothing to play for. it, And he was actually much nicer than I might have been in his shoes if it was like, well, the fans, you know, like to think. I mean, he could have really gone off on the fans if he wanted to. But in classic Stoops fashion, program guy says, well, that's natural. But, you know, there's plenty to play for. They should have put who's people on a uh, T-shirt as well for a <laughs> who's quote. Who's people? Like they did uh, Stutzman's quote. Who's people? That went crazy. Who's people? Huh? Let's go. <laughs> nah, he's, uh, he's having a really good week down there in Frisco at the uh, Shrine Bowl practices. And the, the games tomorrow, Walter Rouse is having a really good Shrine Bowl, having really good Shrine Bowl practices as well, which is great. But if football doesn't work out for Walter Rouse, well, whatever. He'll just go uh, develop a 3D printer that can uh, put out synthetic organs. Yeah. Did you see that today? Yeah. I was actually <laughs> – I had, I had watched that and, and retweeted it, and I was thinking, I was like, man, I wonder if Tyler – is going to put the audio that, but it's like two minutes and twenty seconds. It's pretty long, but uh, but it is really really good. Yeah, Tyler did put out the uh, video of it today on the K Sports account. This yeah, guy yeah. with subtitles, by the way, I might add, I added the subtitles. Good to it. lord! Here's what uh, Walter Rouse said about three D printing synthetic organs sometime in his future. Yes, so that's one of the so um, one thing I'm very passionate about, and you know my my major at Stanford is biomechanical engineering, and um, so I really want to be able to one day be able to three D uh, print synthetic organs. So and if you know someone had the you know needed an organ transplant instead of having to wait on a list, you know let's just you know be able to three D print an organ for you, um, and they can have that instead of having to wait. And there's also there's been tons and tons of research, but you know unfortunately there's nothing you know out there yet but you know i hope i want to be able to you know one day produce or help me i don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime but definitely pioneer that going forward and i would love to be a part of that oh my gosh and jane slater was so relatable in that moment she was like i can't even like compute essentially what you just 
said, I can't relate to that right. whatsoever. I'm like, Jane, hand up. Same way here. I can't even like get to that level. Right. You 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 feel just so like no matter what you've accomplished, even during the day, you're like, <laughs> okay, well, I just I, I I'll never do that. I, it was, and and she saved it because earlier in the interview when she was asking about, oh, what are you gonna do? She's like. If football doesn't work out while he's there, I'm like, yeah. Slater, what are you doing? She's like, I mean, well, like, after you're done playing football, it's obviously going to work out. I was like, oh, my gosh. What? But it was great. He talked about, I mean, the entire interview, uh, he talked about why he uh, chose Oklahoma. He said if he could go and do it all over again, he would have never committed to Nebraska in the first place, and he just would have gone straight to Oklahoma with his commitment. Talked about how Brent Venables and Bill Biedenboe have uh, uh, really shaped him uh, as, a, as a football player. And, yeah, it was it was a great interview. Every time that guy gets in front of a mic, it's a great interview. Yeah, and, of course, Tyler Guyton's having a really good week at the Senior Bowl. Um, people have listed out. Here are the five stars from day one. Tyler Guyton's listed on all those. Some, um, you had a writer for DallasCowboys.com say that he was the biggest takeaway from yesterday's practices, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, so. and Nick Harris used to be a – I think a national scout for Rivals or 247. I'd have to go back and look, but I ran into him at, um, when he was still working with with recruiting, with high school football recruiting. Uh, guy's, a guy's got a good eye uh, for it, and you know, proud of him for now working with the Cowboys. But, yeah, it's every year, isn't it, though, Tyler? It's, shocker, another Bill Biedenbow coached offensive lineman is killing it at the Senior Bowl. It happens every year. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, go ahead. And Nagy knows that. <laughs> Nagy knows that, so he keeps on inviting OU offensive linemen to go out there and show their stuff. Cherokee Sooner says, dang, and my biggest goal this year is to get a raise on the job. Need a new life. Yeah, come on, Cherokee Sooner. Ah, get on that 3D printer and start pumping out some uh, synthetic organs, would you? Right. If, he, uh, if, if Cherokee Sooner's job was sending uh, great texts to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, then he would have already got that promotion. 918 says, yesterday I 3D printed a keyboard key shaped like duck it was a ducky <laughs> <laughs> oh my so text line does a little 3d printing but it's not synthetic organs. not quite it's uh it's duckies you just got a 3d print a 3d printer and then yeah. unlimited money right there hey obviously i'm rooting for walter rouse for that to happen to his post football life is for him to create that um because i'm rooting for the guy two if you have an alumni that created the 3D printer to make uh, synthetic organs, they're hitting that guy up for some uh, donation yeah. money, huh? Well, and, he, and that's the thing is, can somebody when, it, when when he came here, did we get some type of uh, contract with him where it's like, hey, uh, I know you're going to want to say that you're Stanford educated, but could you throw Oklahoma in there, my guy? I know you studied biomechanical engineering at Stanford, but can you say Oklahoma is where you <laughs> yeah, came from? Seriously. We're going to really need that. Uh, when it, whenever uh, you know all the, that's published and you're on Good Morning America talking about this, we're going to need you to say. Maybe just wear maybe wear an OU helmet to the interview with a lab coat. I mean, that's perfect right there. sweet. 918 3D printed a new wife, which not all these texts include a name. Now I know why. So yeah. you could just say, from the 918, not a name, and just you know text in like that. Exactly. LaDonna exactly. from Lubbock says, I've given birth twice. I feel accomplished and have them both at OU. That's pretty good. Thank you, LaDonna, for that's your contributions. That's pretty the- good. Pretty good. Yeah, with, with Walter, it's you know you talk about donations. I'm telling you what, Creed's about to get paid. CD's about to get paid. Baker's about to get paid. It's it's good timing for, I mean, you saw C.J. Stroud yep. join in the Ohio State Collective. 
it's pretty good time for uh, OU athletes uh, if they want to get involved. And I know those efforts are ongoing to, to really not only that, but with baseball players that Skip's put out, everything like that. But the first school, Tyler, that figures out like a like a rolling alumni fund of NFL earnings or, or you know, major league earnings or anything like that. The first school that figures that out, congratulations, you win the NIL game. Trent Williams, you will, you will be expecting a call <laughs> after your $169 million you've made so far in your career. Yeah. I'm, 169. I was, we I was looked gonna, at it two days ago. I was going to call him on break. Yeah. Tell him to, like, hey, man. Go. You're not busy, are you? Anything going on here in a couple of weeks by chance? <laughs> You're not busy, are you? Which uh, we, we had the conversation of him. You could, I, I'm going to bring up Trent Williams to bring up Creed Humphrey. We were discussing on Monday, like, Hey, is he the best OU offensive lineman of all time? Here's what he did at OU, and he may win a Super Bowl now, potentially, and he's 11-time Pro Bowler, and he's made this much money. Like, look at what he's done. And the 11-time Pro Bowlers is a big thing. I think he's a three-time All-Pro. Now, if you don't know what that means, All-Pro is you are the best player at your position in the NFL because multiple people make the Pro Bowl every single year. Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts are Pro Bowlers for the NFC this year. But now that Jason Kelsey has retired, I bet Creed, and the point was brought up on Monday, and I think it's right, I think Creed's probably about to get a few of these All-Pros now that Jason Kelsey's out of the league at center. And it did feel a little bit like Jason Kelsey, while very good, don't get it twisted, I think it almost felt like a lot of people were like, okay, Creed's next up. Let's go ahead and give Jason his flowers, you know, make him all pro, this, that, and the other. I think a lot of the reason Jason was all pro is because of the tush push. I mean, I think when when people think of, hey, what does the center do? Like, yeah, he's athletic, everything. But I think what really brought, uh, you know, the light to him was that unstoppable tush push. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that your quarterback can squat 600 pounds. Yeah, that's true. Daniel in New York City says, we 3D printed a yellow ashtray Shaped like the Wu Tang Clan logo the other day. God, these these people time well spent, man. Yeah, how do I? We we need a three D printer in the uh, in the studios here, so we can just three D print random things while the show's going on. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I uh, we three D printed last segment. uh, Jason White throwing a (laughs) touchdown pass back in two thousand three. Yeah, we just we just plugged some stuff into AI, and we just said print it. We'll get it sponsored. 3D printer brought to you by somebody. Just do random things. Perfect. Now, um, I cannot believe it, but I will be watching 7 o'clock tomorrow night on the NFL Network. I'll be watching that Shrine Bowl. It's because of that Drake Stoops guy. Yeah, Drake Stoops guy. Just be watching him to see what he does next and maybe some social media content as well. But I've never seen more. Like, in an OU football game, of course you see, you know, a, a lot of OU gear there and OU jerseys, but from time to time – when you have some of the bigger, you know, former OU alumni, you see the pro jerseys that are being worn. And I've never seen more of those than Baker Mayfield Cleveland Browns jerseys. You know, there were Sam Bradford jerseys initially when he was with the Rams. You still see CeeDee Lamb jerseys from time to time. Adrian Peterson jerseys. Adrian Peterson jerseys were big too. They really stood out because they were purple. For sure. But I've never seen more Cleveland Browns Baker Mayfield jerseys at an OU football game Mm -hmm. for a former player. Drake Stoops is going to get drafted. How many Drake Stoops NFL jerseys are we going to see next year? And will he be OU fans' second favorite former player in the NFL next year? I, It's interesting because I think given the sheer number of Dallas Cowboy fans that there are in the fan base, I think CD is going to have that, that position or at least close to it. I think Creed is so beloved as yeah. well. 
Uh, again, being a, a team that's close to the state of Oklahoma, him being an Oklahoma guy, obviously, from Shawnee. Stoops is going to be up there. There's no doubt. Uh, I think he's going to have to do some things in the NFL to really kind of continue that, you know, love, obviously. Um, you know, kind of what have you done for me lately type situation. But the idea that you'll be able to get a jersey just with the name Stoops on the back, that's going to be that's going to be a hot item. Yeah, and I think people really root for him and, you know, watch him regardless of where he goes. But fit always matters, right? If it's a landing spot, Travis, that people deem, oh, okay, I like that spot for him. Like, I can stomach rooting for that team a little bit, right? Yeah. Then I think the excitement gets maybe kicked up even a little bit higher. Yeah, it'll be interesting because you have a large section of the OU fan base that roots for – Baker wherever he goes. And people that are like, "Oh, I'm, I guess I'm a Bucks fan now because I'm I go I follow Baker. I go where 6 goes." It'll be interesting if that's ever developed. And you hope that it doesn't have to be developed because you hope that Drake sticks with one team for a long time kind of like Shep did. Yeah. And so you can kind of cultivate that uh as opposed to making it obvious that you're just following one guy. But I could see that. I could see some people saying, "Hey, look, this is my team because I just love that Drake Stoops guy." 405, yeah, y'all need a 3D printer so we can have Layman create the pair from Lubbock. <laughs> Very nice. Nice pull from yesterday. I'm going to get Ted a hairpiece 3D printed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like uh, Brian Erlacher all of a sudden. <laughs> cool Mojay says, may I borrow your username and password for the NFL Network? You can DM me. Booma, I did not consider this. I have every single streaming service known to man. Um... Boy, I hope it's on YouTube TV, NFL Network. I had the Sports Plus package for the Red Zone. I sure hope the NFL Network is a part of that. Or I have to dish out $25 extra to watch this game tomorrow night. Great. I'll go to a bar. (sighs) Force them to put it on. Right? Doug and Norman says, I'm sure that being named a Pro Bowler is significant, but the Pro Bowl is now a flag football game. Doug, that's true. Just let us have this moment, all right, with it's, Baker it's, and Jalen. Here's the thing. It's significant because they don't draw the names out of a hat. Like, it's it's some type of honor, whether whether the game sucks or whether it's weird that they do it, like when Super Bowl players obviously can't be in it because they're going to be in the Super Bowl with people opting out, this, that, and the other. But it's still, like, ten years from now, we're going to be like, Baker Mayfield was a pro bowler. Like it won't matter whether he's an alternate, whether the game sucks. It doesn't matter. Baker Mayfield, and if I'm his agent, I'm going back to Tampa and going. Price just went up a little bit. Yeah, seriously. You, you, you're not going to let a Pro Bowler walk, are you? Nine one eight NFL Network is on YouTube TV, and I just sigh of relief there. Thank, Look at thank that. God. Look That's at that. Case. UPS Boomer says one Baker, two Mixon, three CD, four Stoops. Joe Mixon all the way up there at number two. That's pretty high. That's kind of surprising. During the pregame show of the OU Cincinnati game this year, we had a guy on that covers Cincinnati but also covers the Bengals. And I asked him about Joe Mixon. Like, hey, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the way things ended here and what happened here. Like, how how do Bengals fans feel about him? And he said that I don't think anyone's more beloved than Joe Burrow or probably Jamar Chase on that team. He said he's one of the more liked players uh, at Cincinnati. I guess he's done a lot of nice things for the community there. and I think that was part of kind of a, an yeah. image rebuild yeah, type yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like We saw it with Baker. Baker has an incredible relationship with the Meals on Wheels here in Norman. And that was whenever he needed to do community service, that's what he chose. 
and it's been a lifelong relationship now. He doesn't like he's not in Norman anymore. But every time he comes back and does an event, he does it with Meals on Wheels with Norman. He does his golf event, everything. Sleep. Knowing the signs is the best way to prevent bullying. Please just leave me alone. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. It's the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. And we're not that far out from tip-off tonight at the LNC. 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus, number two, Kansas State. 20-1 and one on the year. Taking on second place OU, who's uh, been hot recently. 13-6 and six on the season, but that's a little misleading. They got off to a tough start in non-conference play. They've got it together here uh, in conference play. What, we got $5 tickets still available $2 concessions, which includes $2 beer for tonight's yep. game? Yep. The $5 tickets, uh, the discount links are all over the OU women's basketball social media pages. So, very easy. Go click that link. $5. You can't get anything for $5, but you can get into tonight's game for that. So, nice. And a beer. Easy option. Right. Easy option. Bring the whole family. The $2 concessions include beer, soda, and popcorn. And sooner great Maddie Williams will be in attendance as well. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it's one of those things, like, I've been to multiple multiple of the women's basketball games, and they're a lot, they're a fun team to watch. And I remember we had this conversation in the past, Tyler, about the men's team, how it was, it was just kind of ugly basketball, though. The ball would stick, and it just, it wasn't a fun brand of basketball like it is now. The women's brand of basketball is a lot of fun. Uh, they feed off the energy. They get into the crowd a lot. So give them a chance. You'll be hooked. Yeah, they, uh, they're they playing some really good basketball right now. Kansas State, number two team in the country, but let's hope they don't win the national championship. I still think it's funny that Kansas State's never won a national championship in anything before. It's just nice it's to hilarious. have that over. Not that you're going to play them that much moving forward, but – if you ever randomly run across a Kansas State fan, it's like, dude, you've never even won a national championship in anything. Shut up. Well, and that's why. It's, Go back to the Flint Hills. It's quick. It's easy to understand. It stings. It spans history and the present. Like, it's just a great – Just you. There's no, there's no reply to it. Oh, well, we beat you that once. Oh, no, you guys have never won a national title in anything. Stop. Uh, we'll probably do this list uh, more than once this offseason. You'll see this list more than once this offseason. But getting back to college football, would you like to guess what 24-7 sports has as the most important football game this upcoming college football season? Out of all the games happening this college football season, which um, one do they deem the most important? Texas and Georgia. That one was at number two. Pretty okay. good guess. Okay, okay. Um, but seeing as a blue blood job could be on the line, another blue blood job has a new coach coming off a national championship. Okay. Ohio I, State, Michigan. Yeah, as of right now, I can't disagree with that too much. Michigan at Ohio State. And, and that, that game's been a big deal for a long time. I'm not saying it's bigger than OU Texas. I'm just saying that game's been a big deal for a long time. It seems like maybe... It's had more drama recently than it's it's ever had with the Spygate stuff. Well, the swings the swings have been much bigger, right? Because you know, I, OU Texas is the best rivalry in the sport. Uh, don't let SEC fans try and convince you that it's actually the Iron Bowl because they'd be wrong. Um, but they will try and convince you of that. Do not let them stand strong. OU Texas is the best rivalry in the sport, but lately. Man, Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan's got the recent title. 
You've got all the Harbaugh drama. You've got NCAA violations. With Ohio State, you've got, I mean, their their dominant run over Michigan, but but they haven't been able lately to close it in the playoffs. Now they're trying to, it got to the point where they were trying to plan to beat Georgia and not Michigan, thinking, oh, we can still make the playoff regardless of how we play against Michigan. Like, just the stakes have been really, really high and higher, frankly, than the OU Texas stakes lately. So, yeah, I think uh, I think it's very interesting. And, and with looking at Ohio State, what they've done in the portal, just opening up the checkbook and buying anybody that they that they want for Ryan Day, this feels like, hey, Ryan, if you can't win with this team that we've bought for you, then uh, you're not the guy. I am uh, rooting for Ohio State next year to go 11-1 and and lose to Michigan. Yes. For no other reason than this is a massive game next year. And I'm fascinated to see if they would fire a head coach after a 67-9 and overall record. You know, like a, the ticker at ESPN when they say such-and-such such head coach was just fired. He was 21-27 and 27 in his four or five years at the school. The, the ticker would be hilarious if it was Ryan Day has been fired at Ohio State. He was 67-9 and nine in his career at Ohio State. It'd be amazing. <laughs> but, I, but I honestly think, you know, you bring it up. I honestly think that if they lose to Michigan for the fourth time and the fact that they would do it to a new coach and it would kind of reset that clock of, man, now they uh, we lost to a new coach, a new quarterback, you know, and we've still got, you know, Ryan Day. I think that it would become a, hey, Ryan, you're not fired, but, you know, go ahead and take one of those NFL mm-hmm. jobs. You know what I mean? Like, Go to Syracuse with your old quarterback, Kyle right. McCord, from last year. I don't know if Syracuse would take him. They like that. They like yeah. their guy pretty well. But that's the thing. I think it would be like a, hey, um, why don't you take a page out of the Harbaugh book, and why don't you just take an NFL job? Boy, they uh, – Then they'd promote Heartline. They're feeling the heat up there, right, after losing all these consecutive games to Michigan. Maybe they were the one that started all this, uh, hey, Michigan's been – Spying, stealing signs, all this, and now they're going all in on the portal like never before. Do you think they, that, they feel the heat? Do you think that? What do you think? Do you think the situations would look differently if Texas won three straight over us and then won a national title? Do you think OU would change philosophies, much like Ohio State would change philosophies? Do you, I, do you I think, think it that would, would shake? There would be more pressure to do – there would be a lot more pressure around here. Like, Texas just made the college football playoff. Oh, you didn't make the Big 12 championship game, right? Right. But it was a one-off, and you beat them this year, so it just doesn't feel like – like, nationally, I think the perception is Texas is ahead of Oklahoma. That was the case last year. But it just doesn't feel like, at least to me right now, Texas is just miles in front of OU. Texas right. could have another really good team next year. Potentially, we'll see what happens on defense. But you kind you kind of get what I'm saying there. Yeah, absolutely. Since you've had the edge over them now for a while, and if you look at the past 15 years, you you really have. It just doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, they just they've got your number. They're piling it on right now. Right, but but it's interesting how quickly that switched, right? Because oh yeah, because Ohio can. State, they beat Michigan for what? I mean, I don't know how many straight they won, but it was a lot. And now, just three years of it with the pendulum swinging in the other direction, has completely changed Ohio State's approach to, to how they handle the offseason. And, you know, in a perfect world, Tyler, you say, well, we shouldn't need Texas to win big in order for there to be pressure on Oklahoma to win at the highest level. But that's just how pressure works. It, that, it's yep. just how it naturally works. 
Ohio State, uh, let's see, that game's in Columbus this year. Michigan, Ohio State, number one, most important, says 24-7 sports. Georgia at Texas, number two. Uh, Georgia at Alabama is number three. First big SEC game for Bama's new head coach. Yeah, do, are they treating that as, I mean, are, are they treating that as, is this truly, you could say it was already a torch passing, kind of, with Georgia winning their back-to-back titles. Like, I wonder where that game would have been, like, pre-Saban retiring. You know what I mean? Cause, Maybe number one. Because that changes dramatically. Yeah, it does. Texas at Michigan is at number four on this list. Oregon at Michigan is at number five on the list. Ohio State at Oregon is number six on the list. That was list. the game I was looking for. Georgia at Ole Miss is at seven on this list. It's still huh. crazy to me. Ole Miss at LSU is at number eight. Clemson at Florida State is at number nine. And then there we go, Oklahoma and Texas at number 10. I was about to say, is Oklahoma not playing next season, Tyler? <laughs> did, did, did somebody call 247 and let them know? Three Texas games, I believe, in the top 10 of most important games next year. Well, of course, of course. Are they saying to the network's pocketbooks, or are they saying to the actual college football season? And I will say, something that I'm a bit, uh, I, don't, I don't know, thankful for maybe, refreshed by, Tyler, is that we didn't see any... Colorado games in the top ten. Yeah, how about that? That's refreshing. I don't even know who uh, Colorado plays in their first four games, and I felt I knew that at this point last year because it was talked about so much. I do think they go to Nebraska because Nebraska came to Boulder last year, but I don't know that they play at TCU and then Colorado State a few weeks later and all that nonsense. Yeah, it's but that but that's a bit that's refreshing. As I walked into. uh, studio here uh, and saw the Sports Illustrated that has Deion Sanders on the front mm-hmm. as Sports Person of the Year, I uh, I, I just kind of had that PTSD like, oh God, we're going to go through another offseason of everybody saying that they're title contenders. I would be very surprised if the Colorado and Deion hype is anywhere close as to what it was last year. And it was like that immediately. I think they would have to get off to like a 5-0, and 6-0 start for it to be comparable to what it was last year, no, which I don't think this is going to happen. I agree, and I think part of that was, I mean, I know part of it was their week one game. They beat a they beat a ranked team that they were huge underdogs. Well, then you move forward and you're like, oh, well, TCU actually might stink. And But again, preseason rankings, you look and you're like, man, that's a really good win. When in, in, in reality, it wasn't. So something like that would have to happen. And didn't they just release their schedule? I mean, the Big 12 just did their schedule yeah, release. Like, yesterday or the, was it the day before? Maybe it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday because yes, uh, Cyclone Larry made the uh, UCF uh, made the UCF schedule release. Well, in, in West Virginia's schedule release was pretty awesome. I didn't see that one. Oh, buddy. During, what was the theme? During this break, it was um, – the whole theme was in the kitchen, basically. Okay. And just watch how they announced the, the pit game. Which they really hate. Oh yeah, yeah. And they seeing eat blank pits during yep. Sweet Caroline. Oh it's, my god, it's gosh. pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean it's so Colorado schedule. North Dakota State obviously will be big. That's at home. Um, you know, Nebraska at Nebraska at Colorado State per usual, and then I think they close their season with OSU Oklahoma at home. State, yep. yeah, on a Friday. 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, – but they play Kansas. There are a lot of the games that were announced yesterday. It's like, this is going to be on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Or this game's going to be on Friday right. or Saturday. We don't, well, you know, we don't know yet. You know Colorado's going to get uh, some Saturdays. They, 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 get that, they get those eyeballs. Whether it's from people wanting them to lose or people wanting them to win, they get the eyeballs. Days spelled uh, D-A-Z-E, I'm sure, out there in uh, Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> did, you, did you see uh, on Colorado's uh, schedule release they added the Big 12 championship? On their schedule. From 2001 when they beat Texas? No, I'm saying like on their 2024 oh, they schedule. they added it? Okay. They put when, the, when, the, yeah. when they would be playing yeah. the Big 12 put, champion. Uh, put by week there, guys. They <laughs> oh could be sitting at home. Uh, this one just says from the 918, I love you. I'll be home in a few minutes. I, it happens all the time, man. People on the text line text us so much that when it's time to text the significant other, they instead hit up the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Well, uh, 918... Uh, neighbor, I guess I should say. Uh, we love you, too. We love you, too, and uh, we're looking forward to you getting home. 405-651-3439. Yeah, let us know when you get home, please. Just text us when you get home. We're coming up next right here on The Ref. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra. Tina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Shop our half-off, half-the-store sale now through Sunday at 4 p.m. Choose from diamond pendants, diamond earrings, pearls, chains of all sizes, plus so much more. And, of course, select engagement rings and wedding bands are included. After all, we are where Oklahoma gets engaged. Buy now for Valentine's Day or treat yourself to something new. Shop now through Sunday in-store and online for these sweet deals. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the number to interact with the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Auburn, about 30 minutes ago, officially announced DJ Durkin as the school's next defensive coordinator. So we'll see old DJ on the uh, on the planes this year. Man, that keeps getting jobs, huh? Hopefully, while OU's lighting up uh, forty plus points on the road at Jordan Hare, I do think that's going to be a um, sneaky fun road uh, road experience. I think most people would say LSU is what they're most looking forward to. Or Ole Miss is what they're most looking forward to. And I would fall into the category of I, I, I'm most looking forward to the LSU trip. But I think Auburn's going to be sneaky good, especially at that time of the year. Their season can't be over that early in the season, at least I don't think. So they'll still have some high hopes. And I, don't, I, I think going there for the first time will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I I'm think. excited about that one. I think, I think the Auburn trip is going to remind us why we went to the SEC at least at least the benefits of of being a fan in the SEC right is because you know like on OU schedule now you've got your games that stand out to you right and like when we were in the Big 12 your games that stand out to you treat that as the SEC your games that stand out to your point that's the Ole Miss trip and the LSU trip but your kind of one that gets forgotten about is at Auburn which is leaps and bounds better than what every single road trip in the Big Twelve, probably. I mean, y- yes. So it's like that's yes. that's that's the whole point, right? Is you've got you've got your trips you look forward to, but the ones that are like oh, that ought to you know it'll be all right. That would be the best road game in in conference road game in a long time. Well, and how about this? Because you know OU fans 
haven't recently gotten a ton of opportunities to go to a place for the first time. We got to go to BYU for the first time last year. A lot of OU fans made the trip. Cincinnati, I mean, not really. Like, that stadium, yes, but you wouldn't play that Cincinnati back in 2010. So the opportunities that OU has had to play at a place for the first time, fans flock there like crazy. Oh, my gosh. You know, I played in Manhattan and in Ames and Waco all these times, but somewhere new, somewhere we haven't seen before, Let's go. And there's three of those places next year. There's three of those places next year. That's why it's it's just it's going to be awesome. Well, to your point, they're new places, but Auburn recently won a national championship. I'm recently maybe pushing it, but more recently than Oklahoma. Past 15 years, yeah. Has won a national championship. Like, it's, it's different when it's, oh, cool, we haven't been to, you know, if we were going into this league, we'd be like, oh, we haven't been to – Kansas State, you know, we haven't been to Arizona, Arizona or whatever. Yeah. Like, you like you put those out there, and it's like, okay, cool. You're going because you've never been. You go to this Auburn game because you've never been, but also because Auburn's an accomplished football program with a lot of really cool, rich history. So it's like you're getting you're getting that newness along with the floor of your road games being raised tremendously. I just don't want the full experience at Auburn. I want to see uh, the War Eagle flying around before kickoff. That'll be cool, which they're the Auburn Tigers, but they say War Eagle, I think, more than yeah. Auburn or Tigers. I don't want to see them roll Tumor's Corner, uh, t- Tumor's Corner no. downtown. Don't want, to, don't, don't want to see that. No, one. they already did whenever Saban retired, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they used one of their opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Can't beat Oklahoma now. Because you've already used up your role in uh, Tumor's Corner uh, when Saban retired. So, sorry about you. Creek Sooner says, what is your honest opinion on our chances at a national championship in football within the next five years? Oh, my gosh. Creek Sooner, that's a, that's a great question. It's, it's really difficult. Um, I'll say this. I just like to see OU win a playoff game <laughs> first, you know? Yeah. And I- hopefully that happens as soon as last year. But, look, I – a lot can happen in this sport in five years. A lot can happen in the sport in five years. That is a that is a long, long time it's in college football. We've seen teams be uh, – you want to talk about Auburn? Okay, Auburn's an example. In a five-year stretch, they were really bad, won a national championship, and got really bad at least for a year or two right after. LSU does the same thing. Five Florida years, has done the same thing. Five years is a long time. But OU's got to make some pretty tremendous strides here to to, to win a national championship is is where I'm at. Right, and I think think that in a a world of chaos, shout out OU Baseball, in a world of chaos, which is NIL, transfer portal, free agency, whatnot, I still think the teams that value continuity will start to rise to the top because – you can't go many places and be coached by the guy that recruited you. Like, it's it's truly everything's changing, right? Well, it seems like we know that Brent Venables' defenses get better the longer he's coaching them, right? We have data to back that up, both at Oklahoma and at Clemson. So, you know the defense is going to continue to get better. We're recruiting defensively at better than we have in over a decade. The offensive side, we've got the quarterback position locked up for years to come, right? You've got Kevin Sperry. You've got Michael Hawkins now on campus. Obviously, Jackson Arnold is the is the present and a bit of the future. So you've got 
you know, the coaching staff locked up. You've got a young defensive coordinator now in Zach Alley that you hope is here for a while. You've got Seth Luttrell with with Joe John as the co that if Seth goes and gets a job, you just move Joe John up. Or if Joe John gets a job, you keep Seth, move Emmett Jones up, whatever you want to do. My whole point is Brent Venable's defenses will get to a championship level. I'm a firm believer in that because we have the data to back it up. We're set at the quarterback position, and it seems like we have continuity on the coaching staff. So I think given those, I think I think you have realistic expectations to get there in five years. Just to go back to how long five years is in college yeah. football. Auburn was bad, then Auburn won in five years' time. Auburn was bad, Auburn won a championship, Auburn was bad, Auburn made it back to another national championship <laughs> on the stretch ha- of like five years. Can happen in the SEC, man. Jeez. It's, uh, it, and I'm sure the same point could be made about LSU as well. But I, I do think, like, is Georgia, like, there's so many factors at play here. Right. Is Georgia about to do what Alabama did under Nick Saban for the better part of a decade? They didn't make the playoff last year, but they won the two titles before that, and they will be the favorite to win the title this year. Right. And just because someone goes on a run doesn't mean you can't win a national championship. Clemson won two national championships during Alabama's dynasty, right? Other teams won a title. Ohio State did that. But, you know, Georgia's, how much staying power do they have? That'll be, and, and how much, if any, is Alabama going to drop off? Like, there's just so many factors at play for well, that. Well, and a, a testament to Nick Saban, again, was not only was he able to win national championships, but somehow this guy, like, he rooted out complacency, like, in a way that I don't think I've ever seen before. I mean, it would have been so easy for Alabama freshmen to show up and say, well, I'm going to win a title because that's just what they do here. That's just, you know, every every class, every single person that Nick Saban recruited Alabama, if they stayed four years, they won a national title. But it wasn't because they just showed up. It was because he rooted out all that rat poison, all of that, you know, complacency. Can Kirby Smart do that? No idea. No idea. It seems like he probably can, but you don't truly know that until they have really long, sustained success over multiple classes, right? Okie Drake Slinger says, in five years, LSU had the greatest team of all time and were not bowl eligible to back to playing for the SEC title. Yeah, yeah, a great example. And again, the coach can't string together a sentence. Well, I mean, he can. You just can't understand what he says. can't understand it, yeah. Yeah, he can string together sentences, but you just can't understand it. And it's, it's just different, man. It's different now, and I... I will continue to go back to this. When kids are a little bit, and even coaches, position coaches, whoever, when they look around and everywhere else is in constant change, I think the people that value continuity, like Oklahoma's valuing continuity, I think that is, I think that becomes very attractive to recruits. We got a lot of text on this. We'll get to as many as we can. Coming up next, more college football on the other side, right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The Showplace Theater is the best place for live music. And with some of the best acts around. Air Supply, February 3rd. Scotty McCreary, February 23rd. Jay Leno, March 16th. They say the larger the head and larger the jaw, the more sexually attractive people will be. So. Jim Gaffigan, March 23rd. People love fall. It's my favorite season. It's not a competition. Riverwind, the Metro's best casino experience.
is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bring you the sour of the rush. Here's a uh, would you rather on the text line. Would you rather have the Ole Miss experience where you go 10-2 and two every single year? But never quite get over the hump. Or the LSU experience where you win a championship once every eight years with a minimum of four seasons of 500 in between and tip over porta potties with opposing fans every single Saturday. I added the last part there, but. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that part of the text didn't load on my screen. Yeah. That's weird. Give uh, me the LSU experience with the three titles in 16 years, please. Right. right. Because. You know, we talk about being national title or bust, and of course we enjoy the consistency, we enjoy the winningest program since this date, winningest program since that date, most conference championships, most this, that, and the other. Give me national titles, Tyler. If 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 any option on one side is you get national titles, I don't care if we go winless the next year. We could lose to Maine and Albany the next year. I don't care because I'm still going to be drunk on national title. Yeah. Boy, a post-game show after losing to Maine, huh? I don't even know if I mentally want to try and uh, get there. No, we would just no, we would just replay the post-game show from the national <laughs> title right, the year yeah. before. Come on, uh, Tyler. Programming note, we're not going to be on tonight live from O'Connell's. Uh, we're replaying Roger's call after OU wins a national championship <laughs> instead. Yep, and we're just, up here, we're just up here at O'Connell's drinking now. So if you want to listen to the post-game show uh, here live at O'Connell's and drink with us, then come do that. But yeah, that's the thing. It's... Title, always take the title. An interesting question we've posed recently is, okay, and I agree with that. Who's, what would you rather have? OU since 2001 and the consistency and the conference championships and the Heismans and the wins and the playoff appearances or the peaks and valley of LSU? I mean, it's, three, it's hard to turn down three national championships. I would, t- I, would take, you know? I would take peaks and valleys of LSU. I mean, to have... Because we have a starting point that differs from LSU, right? We have the starting point of, hey, we've already got seven national championships. Like, you get to that 10 number, oh boy, nobody nobody remembers the, the valleys. They only remember the peaks at that point. Because every, you know, every eight years or ever, whenever, you get to celebrate a national title. And... Like, that's that's worth it all. And, again, you still get to keep the first seven. It's not like we're erasing that. So, yeah, give give me, again, give me the one that has the national titles. You don't love me at my 4-8. and eight, You don't deserve me at my 16-0 and 0 national <laughs> championship. Absolutely. Okay? And I'll tell you what, back to the point about the five-year thing, I think that Oklahoma and their approach in recruiting the state of Oklahoma and their preferred walk-ons and things like that, they're really bolstering – their depth, and guys who really care about the program in the state. I think when you have to win all these games, depth's going to become more important. 
and teams don't have very much depth anymore thanks to the transfer portal, I think Oklahoma is going to be uniquely set up with better depth than a lot of schools and a lot of people playing at the end of the season that, that truly do care about it. Lindsay says the ride of life would be no fun without peaks and valleys. Amen. Alabama's been living a fairy tale life. Reality is about to hit yeah. the Alabama fan, the 28-year-old Alabama fan. That didn't live through no Mike. No, remember Mike Shula there in Tuscaloosa. Net, 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 no. They're not ready. Reality's setting in here in Tuscaloosa. Final hour of the rush coming up next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings, and with six.